Have you ever found yourself sitting at home at your desk dreaming of being on a tropical paradise, working poolside with a healthy fruit smoothie in hand, getting all of your work done in uninterrupted bliss before an afternoon yoga sesh watching the sunset? And I think you can help flush out the rest. (laughs) But if you are wondering what life would feel like and be like as a digital nomad working and living overseas, all while creating killer travel content and being paid to explore and document your experiences, then this is the perfect episode for you. Hey, I'm Steph and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure, there has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Unplug in Paradise. My name is Steph and if you are new around here, I'm a travel agent, podcast host and online course creator of the travel industry exclusive flagship course Travel Agent Runway. That's recently just launched again for the second time this year and oh my gosh, what an epic event it was. So many travel agents out there wanting to take their digital marketing strategies to the next level and wanting to learn how to create a rock star personal brand to skyrocket their authority in their travel niche. So we held our masterclass last week and it was the perfect amount of people online and I absolutely loved this session. It was all cameras on, mics off mute And we went through the entire masterclass with a completely interactive session. So, yeah, it was absolutely so great to get to meet everybody. And the beautiful thing that I noticed was just how supportive everyone was of other people's businesses, especially when we dove deep into the myths and mistakes that all travel agents believe to be true. An absolutely epic session is never complete without a giveaway. So 
we actually gave away a spot inside of our travel agent runway course. So it was super epic to be able to be in a position to be able to do that and give one lucky travel agent the chance to work closely with me and inside of our community over the next 12 months. And such an exceptional opportunity to collaborate closely with our travel agents in the industry, all from different brands, all different travel networks. Uh, Yeah, which is something that is my jam. It absolutely lights me up. And today's episode with our special guest, Dana Brown from Wild Hearted World is no different. Dana and I connected over on Instagram quite a number of years ago. And we've been following each other's online journey ever since. And during that time, we realized that we are both incredibly alike in so many ways that I had to invite her on for an overdue chat. And literally, she is the most easiest, friendliest, kindest person I've ever spoken to on the podcast. And Dana feels like... Every time I chat with her, it feels like I'm chatting with my sister. (laughs) And yeah, since I'm an identical twin, I've unofficially adopted Dana as my triplet. So (laughs) anyway, in our chat, we go through Dana's journey as a travel agent, as well as her life as a full-time traveling digital nomad and travel content creator. At time of recording, Dana is currently overseas in Bali. She's been living our work and life dreams and lapping up all those beautiful Bali vibes while creating incredible travel content for tourism boards and brands worldwide. So without further ado, let's bring Dana in on the episode. Before we begin today's episode, would you please join me while we recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. In today's episode, I would like to welcome you to an extra special guest, one who is literally my spirit animal, (laughs) fellow travel advisor, content creator, and all-round rad Instagram coach. With over 13 years in the travel industry, she has built a successful six-figure agency by attracting an engaged audience on Instagram, all while traveling full-time and creating content for tourism boards and brands. A big warm welcome to the podcast, Dana Brown from Wild Hearted World. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to chat. So overdue for you to be on the podcast, Dana, and so grateful that you've managed to clear us a little space so we can have a chat today. So excited. And first off, I don't really have a set of questions for you today, but I do want to know where on earth are you right now? Right now, I'm in Semenyak in Bali. I'm about to head down to Bingen tomorrow, which is my favorite area down in the Bucket. And then I am heading off on the trip of a lifetime with Heritage Expeditions. And I'm going to be sailing for 15 days from Bali through to Papua New Guinea, up through some incredibly remote locations, which are famous for diving and snorkeling, uh, like Raja Ampat and Misul and Komodo. It's um, 
very exciting. My goodness. And how many batteries have you got for your GoPro ready to go? (laughs) I actually only have one battery for each of my GoPros. I'm just like really good at charging them. Usually, cross fingers. (laughs) (laughs) So what does life look like in the life of you, Dana? So you're a travel agent. How on earth do you fit your travel work in amongst your you know, your content creation, like what is, what does the week look like for you? Every week and every day looks completely different to the other. So while I absolutely thrive on routine and I'm such an advocate for it, um, it's also about being okay with things changing as they do in the travel industry. So what I do is every Sunday, I actually map out what that particular week is going to look like. I break it down into days. I have usually three daily vitals that I do per day. So three things that I really want to get done. Most of the time it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but again, it's being okay with things changing. Um, And then each night before I go to bed, I look over what the next day is going to look like, rearrange things if I need to. And that just gives me a really clear idea as to um, yeah, what I need to do the next day. And I, I feel like it gives me motivation knowing what my, my plan is as well. So I wake up being like, okay, I know what I'm doing today. Yeah, it's so important to make sure you're blocking out time to do all the things. But how do you remain flexible when, when your plans change? Because I mean, you're away from home, you've literally got your laptop and all of your all of your stuff around you. Like how how is it that you can remain to be so flexible when you have so many things coming your way at once? The most important thing that I've learned from failure in this area is actually allowing like two to three hours per day with zero plans so that if I need to shuffle things, I've got that room to move without feeling overly stressed out. Uh, Sometimes those things that come up, like when you have a lot of airline cancellations, like what's been happening over the last few months, that will take up more than that like free time that I've um that I've yeah like slotted in there so I'll have to forego something else or move something to the next day or maybe it means I can't go and see something that I wanted to see that day so generally two to three hours is pretty good but you know some sometimes that doesn't happen and it's it's being okay with that Mm. and yeah not getting angry at yourself which I think Mm. a lot of us kind of beat ourselves up when things don't go to plan yeah I feel like the guilt is such a huge thing that we just constantly place on ourselves especially when we're in this content driven world and um, things are pretty wild, but how do you actually like, I know you put out so much content and I absolutely love it. Like I'm so jealous of all the places that you go to. I'm just like viciously living through your life. Uh, but how, how do you find the time to actually put out the content? Cause I know that I noticed this recently where you're in a Fiji trip and I know how hectic a Fiji like for meal or any type of for meal is. Cause it's usually back to back site inspections, constantly going, leaving, stopping, not really having much time to rest, but here you are editing, posting as you go and actually keeping us all in the loop with everything that's going on. How do you find the time to do it all? And what's your secret? (laughs) It's not easy. It is hard. uh, And you will be tired by the end of the famil. But I try to make the most of like downtime moments. So if you're on a transfer, like a boat, any of those kind of like travel moments where you would usually maybe, you know, shut your eyes or be talking I I kind of try and squeeze as much of that into there as I can. Um, And then also I forgo a little bit of sleep on those trips as well, just to try try and get stuff out. (laughs) I just kind of have the mindset of like sleep is important, but I'm like, okay, this familiar is only for a week. 
if I'm, it's going to take me like, you know, half an hour or an hour less sleep per day, then I'm happy to do that because I'll have like one or two days of chill time when I get back and I'll catch up on my sleep then. Or I don't think you actually ever catch up on your sleep, but <laughs> you feel good having a couple <laughs> I was of gonna say. You feel good having a couple of down days. <laughs> and I don't have kids. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. It takes so much work just doing all of that and you probably deserve a holiday after actually going on a familial because don't you love it when you're going through your life as a travel advisor and people are like, oh, so you've just come back from a from a holiday, a work holiday. It's like, it's not a freaking holiday. I'm working my butt off while I'm away. I actually need a holiday right now to like recover from my familial. <laughs> Absolutely. I, um, yeah, I always like to schedule in some downtime after it because they are full on and just like the energy that you put into it the energy of like absorbing other people's energy like it's a lot it's like when you go to a conference for like one or two days like I I feel like they need to schedule nap time in the afternoon like one or two hours free to have a nap just (laughs) like reset I was having a conversation with um my colleague Kate that works with me about that the other day because they had the travel managers conference which was three days and she um had it up one afternoon and I was like yeah yeah they should definitely schedule it like you need it it's it's full on Mm. Yeah, where they do the daycare centers, roll out the little mats and put on the sounds, the, the soft music. Yeah, <laughs> go, okay, all you guys, just go try to have a little, a little nap. <laughs> bring, bring in a guru. Do do like a half an hour meditation session for everyone, just to like empty out their mind and then be able to like go back in at their top energy level again. You can't expect people to just be oh. talk, talked at all day and then still be on. Mm, yeah, I actually think you're onto something there. That's awesome. I am wondering, because you create loads of different pieces of content, I'm just wondering, what are you creating at the moment? Like what, what type of content are you creating? My favorite thing that I'm creating at the moment is once a month, I'm putting out the like content guide for the following month. So this month it was, you know, 31 plus ideas for October for travel advisors. Uh, And that just gives you all of the days of the months and different ways that you can create content around those theme days. So that's really fun to do. That takes me a lot of time. I usually spend about four hours creating that one carousel post. And I think that's something where people Mm. trip up as well. Like they think like that every piece of content, um, you forget how long content takes. So some things you might only need to put five minutes into, other things will take you a few hours, especially if you're learning something new, like if you're learning how to do reels, uh, for the first time when you're doing a transition, it is going to take you a long time. But once you've done that once or twice, you're going to speed up and get quicker. When I first started creating those carousels, they used to take me like eight or nine hours. And now I'm down to like usually three or four because I've got like my templates in place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a matter of just refining the process as you go, I think, because Yes, you've got templates on the go now, but you've also got a ton of research as well. Like you've got, you know, theoretically, you've got 30 different tabs open (laughs) to try and find, you know, different things that are happening on different days that relate to the travel industry. And yeah, I actually love those, um, those monthly uh, updates of yours and it just gives people so many cool ideas. I I'm wondering though, how do you go with your video content? Like I'm I'm just super impressed by all the content that you put out. And I love that you have like your cameras and stuff like that, that you take with you. But I suppose what I'm wondering about is your creative process. So when you are on a trip or you're traveling somewhere new, like 
I think at the beginning when we had photos and cameras on our smartphones, we were constantly like, yee, just taking pictures and videos of absolutely everything. But now, like when I go somewhere, like my phone is very much buried in the bottom of my bag and I'm not really thinking of taking videos or documenting anything. And I go, oh crap, I wish I recorded that. Or, oh, that was really cool. I wish I got that on camera. Like, like, do you have it with you all the time? And you're just kind of capturing different things or what, what's your, what's your process behind it? So my process behind that is I actually do a little bit of research before I go on the trip. So I have an overview of what content I want to capture and what I want to create. So I've got like a list of ideas in my head already. And then I do always have my phone on me and I just capture moments as I go, as I see things happen. Usually when I step into a space, I actually like to walk around without my phone first to get a feel, to get the experience and to see different angles. And then I will go back around with my phone and capture what I want. Uh, Occasionally it's something on the fly. Like if something just like pops up, that's really cool. Then I'll like whip my phone out straight away and capture it. But yeah, generally it's all roughly planned out before I go and then I get a feel for it once I'm there and then I never post in the moment like with my stories I'm usually one to two days behind wherever I am because I want to give myself myself that space to enjoy the moment because at the end of the day that's what we're there for is to have that experience Mm. and then I can go back and look through my footage my photos my videos and see what I've got and how I want to use that to tell a story to try and convey that same experience that I had for the viewer Mm. yeah I absolutely love that I love the fact that you actually go to the next level of actually planning out and researching I never thought of that and I just think that's would be the biggest game changer if you're actually going overseas and wanting to capture different different things for your content. Mm, good tip. <laughs> Thank you. We were talking before about different press trips and things like that that you do. Like, how does that even end up in your inbox? Like, how how would you even get onto one of those trips? There's so many different ways. So a, a lot of them are for meals. So that can either be through your sales level with a particular brand. So they will reach out to you because you've done really well with them. Uh, I also am such an avid competition lover. So I love looking in carry on and travel talk for their competitions because there's always so many. Uh, And I have won so many of those kind of like lucky competitions. And it's usually comes down to video content because most people are too afraid to show up on video that they just, submit their entry in words but if you can put together a 15 to 30 second video that grabs the attention of the judges so I've had a lot of success with uh, submitting my entries via video instead of words then I Mm. have had brands reach out to me and that can be through my dm on instagram Uh, that's how the heritage expeditions one came about that came through one of the bdms that I'm friends with that follows me on instagram and then we entered into a conversation and negotiated what my deliverables were going to be for that press trip and then other times it's me specifically reaching out to people that I want to work with yeah I love that aside from you know doing all the traveling and things like that like you've got to have some downtime right so you've been in Bali now for seven months uh yeah since since May about six months now Okay. Yep. So seven months in Bali, you've been there working, you've been there creating, but how does one actually create that motivation to keep going? Like, how do you deal with the whole, you know, being alone in a different country and and working solo? Like, how does that, how does that feel and look like for you? Again, like that all comes back to me 
scheduling and mapping out ideas and my thought process and how I want things to work. And I find that once I have that out on paper, that naturally motivates me. Um, You're definitely going to have days where you don't feel like doing anything. So it's really important to schedule time in to do that. And when you are on the cusp of, of burnout, I know that's my time. I actually do need to take a few days off when I do feel like really busy and there's too much stuff going on. I'm like, okay, I, I, need, I need to step away. Even, even if it's to go to yoga for an hour, if it's to go and sit at the beach and have a cocktail and watch the sunset, like I need to have those moments of joy in my life to replenish me and, and get me excited again. Fun. Fun is mm. key. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, so you do a lot of fun things on your own. Do you ever like jump on a on a different like tour or you've got friends over there in Bali? Absolutely. All the time. Like I am, um, I do spend a lot of time alone, but I'm also, I love being out and around other people. Like I love making new friends and trying new things. So I'll usually have like, I've got a hit list on my phone of like things that I wanted to do while I was here. So I've been trying to, again, like schedule some of those in every week. Like I'll look at my list and be like, okay, like this week I really want to, you know, spend half a day walking around this particular island so I can like fully experience it. I wanted to go horse riding. I wanted to go and visit waterfalls in Lombok. So it's actually looking at that list and taking one or two things and putting it into my plan for that week so that I know that I can make it happen. Because a lot of times, like if you don't put them in there, they won't happen. No, that's right. If it's not on the calendar, it it's it's not on the plan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I suppose like... If you're a travel advisor and you do have your own business, obviously you can just travel around the world with your laptop. You don't have to be anywhere specific. You can go off grid uh, and then, or, you know, be somewhere where there is a Wi-Fi connection. Is there anywhere in the world that if you were to just jump on a plane tomorrow and go to and basically work and live there for a little while, where would you go aside from Bali? I could jump on a plane and go anywhere. I would go back to Argentina, but I would also be hiring someone to do my work for me so that I could go on an Antarctic expedition sailing, like one of the long ones, like 25 days, uh, and just totally switch off and just immerse myself mm. in that and create content and, yeah, come back on the grid at the end of it. <laughs> but if I was to go somewhere to actually <laughs> actually work, I do love Bali. I find it super easy. There is just... I guess because there's already such like a digital nomad culture here, it's really easy to like make friends. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. incredible co-working spaces. The internet is really good in most places. And it's just a really nice balance of life. So generally for me, like I will get up in the morning, I'll have my my set time for me where I do a little bit of meditation and affirmations. Uh, Then I will dive in and do a couple of hours work. I'll take a break, I'll go for a swim, I'll go to a cafe, um, and it's usually time for lunch. I generally have my laptop with me a lot of the time because I love working out of different spaces because I find that motivates me and inspires me. So I'll you know, grab some lunch and then sit there for an hour or two and do some work. And then if there's something fun I want to do in the afternoon, I'll go do that. Sometimes it's just a nap because I'm tired and who doesn't love an afternoon nap in the tropics? And then, (laughs) yeah, dinner time. And for me, like my best times to work is early in the morning and then 
at night I get a second win. Like afternoon is usually a no-go for me anywhere from like kind of two to five o'clock. I'm, I'm not productive in that time. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think about what times your energy level peaks as well and try and work around those times, which is the best thing about working for yourself. You mm. get, you've got the flexibility to do that. Yeah, of course. What's your witching hour? Is it at nighttime or are you best productive in the mornings? Both. So either early morning, so from like 6am to about 12 o'clock, that is my absolute peak time. And then at nighttime again, after about like six o'clock to eight or nine o'clock, I get really creative in that time as well. So I usually do my travel manager's work in the morning and then any creative projects at nighttime. Yeah, I'm very much a night owl. So I'm pretty good uh, anytime from when the sun goes down to like midnight. That's like my jam. And I wish it wasn't because it kind of throws out my whole day the next day, especially when you've got a child getting to school and things like that. It's kind of, yeah, acts acts in reverse to everything that I, you know, want to do. But yeah, a day nap is definitely something that's in my wheelhouse daily, even if it's like half an hour at midday just after lunch or <laughs> yeah, I always factor in a nap. I have to. It's like, it's the only way that I can, you know, get my head straight. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? I used to be the same as you. Like I was such a night owl. I wouldn't go to bed until like one or two o'clock in the morning. Like I'll just get everything done at night. And then I started doing a coaching program. must have been like six or so years ago. And I just remember like a lot of people talking about like, you know, those people that are really successful that get up at 5am kind of like win the day. And I was like, oh God, I could never do that. I'm such an awful person in the morning. And then I just started kind of playing around with it. And I, you know, started with like trying to get into my work by eight and then I moved it to seven, then six. So this was like a gradual process over time. And the more I started doing it, I actually found that I really loved it and now I've totally like switched the way that I work. So for me, yeah, that, that's why morning is so good now. And I never thought I would be able to say that, but also it's not for everyone. So if your idea of like of your best time to work is nighttime, then don't feel guilty if you're listening to people say, get up at 5am. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But for me, it, it changed. <laughs> I've had so many people say, "Oh, Steph, you need to what you need to read that book, The Five AM Club," which is basically exactly what you just said. Like, you win the morning, you win the day, and it's kind of like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> to get up that time, but yeah, there's been a few times that I have woken up and it's been like, "Oh, okay, I, I reckon I could stay awake at this hour," but then you're kind of thinking, mm, "Oh, bed looks good too." <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't happen every day. Sometimes I need my sleep ins, but majority of the time, especially Monday to Friday, I try try and stick to that as best as I can. So I'm wondering, do you have any tips for travel advisors that, like I know that you've created a lot of content around this, but if you had someone that didn't really have a lot of confidence creating their own content, like where where should they start? There are incredible courses out there to do. Like I know you've got the Travel Agent Runway, which is amazing. There's a lot of free content that you can get, like a couple of my favorite accounts on Instagram, specifically around Reels are the Socialista, um, which is Mon, and then Alicia from The Social Impact. Like I really love their content. Um, So yeah, I've got a core core group of people that I follow that inspire me. Uh, and then it's just getting in there and playing around and experimenting with different types of content. So kind of forcing yourself to come out of your bubble a little bit. I know when I started doing video content, 
I absolutely hated it. I hated showing up on camera. So what I did was I actually made myself go live once a week on my Facebook page. If you scroll back to, I think it was like 2016 or 2017 when I started doing that. Um, and I look back now and I'm just like, you were so awkward. It's, it's quite cute actually, but it's also really <laughs> cool to see how much I've grown over the years because now I really actually love being on video. But that was a self-taught process and it, it is just practice. You know, showing up in any capacity is better than showing up in zero capacity. And when I first started my podcast, I was very much like not wanting to show up on camera, but this was a way that I could show up but I didn't have to be on camera. So many of my friends and family said, oh, you know, how about you do a YouTube channel? It's like, that means I've got to do my hair. I've got to get dressed. Not that I'm not dressed when I'm, you know, podcasting, but <laughs> it just gotta, it's just another um, layer of things that you've got to do to actually produce something. So I thought, oh, well, if I could start a podcast, I can literally podcast from anywhere in the world. I can podcast from my car. I can podcast from, you know, my office in my PJs or yeah, you can podcast from anywhere and no one even know. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I so agree with the camera thing. Like it's just something that you've got to teach yourself. So even if it's like 10 seconds, like a 10 second update every now and again, uh, just building up that momentum and building up that confidence and even just getting used to seeing yourself on camera. Like Dana, did you, did you, you probably realize this is that, you were so critical of yourself when you first saw yourself on video. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another tip that I have there, if you are worried about showing up on camera is just to record some videos on your phone. You never have to post these videos, but just practice first. Like if it takes you, you know, five or 10 different times just to get into that motion of being, being in creation and to see yourself and, and to not judge yourself. Like, one of the best things I ever did was, I think it was back in 2017, I went to this extreme leadership weekend where they put us through all these different challenges. And one of them was they made us go out onto the busiest street on the Gold Coast, or it's the Wirren surface at the time. And they wanted us to sing at the top of our lungs and dance for one minute and film it and then put it on Facebook. And you could just see everyone's like faces drop <laughs> into their feet at that point. I was like, okay. And you weren't allowed to come in back into the room until you had done that. So I went underneath the surface paradise sign. You couldn't choose anywhere busier than that. And we got put into partners. So I had this other girl recording me and I think I sang baby, baby got back. So I sang and danced under this sign for a minute and then just like quickly put up onto Facebook. And I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to think of it. I'm not going to look at Facebook. Like it's there, it's done. Okay. I'm moving on. But I went back later and looked at that video and I realized out of the hundreds of people that walked past me in that minute, there was maybe one or two people that actually looked at me. No one else was even paying attention. So that is, um, was, yeah, just such a moment for me of like, no one cares. Everyone is like worrying about their own stuff. They're in their own world. Our attention spans are so short. Like even if they had seen me, they would have forgotten about it. They would see something else like 30 seconds later. So don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> Just put it out there. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And one thing that I've been having conversations about, you know, all the time, and it, it doesn't stop is that creating something and publishing it when it's not perfect is better than sitting around and waiting until it is perfect. 
it's never ever going to be perfect in your eyes and like I always say like you're always your biggest critic and your biggest um hater you're you never you you're, you're never your biggest cheerleader and I wish we could just flip the script on that because it would just make lives so much easier for us <laughs> when we're creating content and not feeling so self-conscious about everything that we do but I don't know how many podcast episodes of mine that you've listened to Dana but my very first one sounds like I'm trying to put my child to sleep <laughs> so yeah when I listen to it now it's kind of like mm, better not be you know I really hope to god I actually should put a um a warning on it or something that not to listen to it when driving a car (laughs) (laughs) it's absolutely awful um so yeah I just feel like I'm I get you know I should I could probably get a, a job on one of those sleepiest apps just putting people to sleep with that particular episode but um <laughs> yeah don't give up your day job Steph <laughs> it's so important to be able to go back and look at those moments though because you would not be where you are today if that hadn't have happened and while it's awkward in that time like I know like I was saying before how I look back at my videos when I first started I was like, oh my God, I was so awkward. But I'm also like really proud of that younger version of me that like was brave enough to put myself out there like that. And I'm probably going to look back at these videos that I do now next year and be, you know, like, what was I doing? But in that moment, as long as it is serving someone, that's the end goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Dana, what's on the what's on the forecast for you? So you've had a pretty big year. You've been living in Bali and have you got plans to come back to Australia anytime soon? And what are your plans for the following year? I'm super excited to hear what you've got cooking up. Yes. So after this next sailing trip, I'm going to be coming back to Australia the end of October. I'm planning to spend summer there. So I'm thinking I'll have three to four months back in Australia before I, I think I'll come back to Indonesia. I'm still just kind of seeing how I feel about that I do love it over here but we'll see what comes up I'm actually going to scale back on my agency work because my joy totally lies in content creation now and serving other people so I really want to ramp up how I can help other people and you know like I've been talking about this Instagram course that I've been wanting to put together for at least a year probably two years Uh, So I need to free up time to be able to do that. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait to see the magic that you create over the next 12 months. And it's been so great to follow your journey online and looking forward to uh, being a part of your Instagram journey moving forward. And yeah, if there's anyone out there that is looking to follow Dana on Instagram and Facebook, where can they find you, Dana? So it's at Wild Hearted World. That's the handle for both of them. I'm not very active on Facebook. Like I found that Instagram is my jam. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm always on there. I'm on, I'm on TikTok as well, but again, Instagram is where it's at. <laughs> oh, TikTok is so challenging. I go to watch it and I think, oh, where did I get those? Where can they, I get those minutes back in my life? <laughs> Yeah, it's my favorite app to watch. It's so fun. I learned so much from TikTok as well and so many just like fun little tips and hacks to try. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't really dived down the whole TikTok rabbit hole yet, but I have had people say, oh, you need to get on TikTok. It's like, oh, uh, along with the other zillion things I've got to do on my to-do list. So 
yeah, it just hasn't called my name yet. But yeah, I reckon you'd be great at TikTok. So keep keep going, girl. That's a really important point that you just made as well. Like you do not need to be on all the platforms. Like choose one and get good at it. And then if you feel mm-hmm. called of a line to go to another one and you've got the time, go for it. But don't beat yourself up if you're not across every single platform. Yeah, that's tiring. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, Dana. Looking forward to seeing you online. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And we will look forward to catching all your adventures on Instagram. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone's got any questions about anything Instagram related or travel related, my DMs are always open as well. So slide on in. Thanks, Dana. If you're wanting to download an online version of today's show notes, you can head over to travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 55, where you can find out more about Dana's journey into what life is like as a digital nomad and full-time travel content creator. And if you don't have a digital marketing strategy inside of your travel business and wondering where to start, head over to the My Social Suitcase link inside the show notes where you can check out my one-stop shop to getting your name up in lights in the digital world and create an epic social media content strategy packed with ready-to-go templates, all that you need to do all the heavy lifting for you so you can grow your travel business and onboard brand new clients in just seven days. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, I would love to hear from you. DM me on Instagram, take a screenshot and post it and tag me. Would love to hear what episodes you're tuning into at the moment and what your biggest takeaways are. If you haven't yet subscribed to the Unplug in Paradise podcast, please do. We're on Audible, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're feeling extra generous, please consider leaving me a five-star rating and review. Until next time, looking forward to next week's episode, we are going to have high performance business coach Leanne Hughes on the podcast. So can't wait for this one. So make sure you're subscribed and ready to tune in so you never miss an episode. Until next time. See ya. Bye.